Welcome to When God Breaks Through, a podcast designed to look at the messy moments in motherhood and show how the gospel applies in practical ways, giving us hope and grace as we interact with our own kids. You'll hear crazy stories and life lessons from my mothering of eight kids. But more importantly, you'll hear the hope Jesus offers us for peace and not anxiety, for grace both for ourselves and to extend to our kids, and wisdom to point them to Him. I'm your host, Bethany Kimsey. Welcome back to the kitchen table. I am so excited that you are here with me this week. I am, I think you're going to be in for a real treat. I have uh, Stacy Eldridge joining me today, and she is a New York Times bestselling author. Her books have sold millions of copies and changed lives of women I know all over the world. I know one of my favorites um, was a book that you wrote, Stacy, called Captivating. She's also the director of a women's ministry at Wild at Heart, and she's also the host of a podcast called Captivated, which I really want to encourage all of y'all to go and listen to. She is speaking in this podcast about how the love of God will absolutely engulf your life so that you will understand how much he loves you. Stacy, thank you for being here today. I appreciate your time and I can't wait to learn from you today. <laughs> Bethany, it's mutual. Thank you for having me with you. I'm so glad to be here. Well, I invited you here because more than anything, I feel like right now in the space that women and mothers are walking, it's become really hard. It's become even, I think, more of a struggle in the last few years where I have kind of felt more stressful and more anxiety ridden, more doubtful just of what I'm doing and how I'm raising my kids. And I know that you and your husband speak and teach a lot about how we can absolutely anchor ourselves and connect with Christ. And when we connect with Jesus, that that really becomes the solid foundation we need. Oh, absolutely. That is, that is where all of true life and love flow from Mm. when we try to drum it up and we can go pretty far. Like, you know, I can go a day and maybe (laughs) two, if we're going to stretch it out, but catch me four days without having if one of you are plugged in to God, it's not pretty. Yeah. So, and I think you're right. I think it is harder. It is harder now, Bethany. It's 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 harder. We live in a more um, dangerous world, and it's just it's fraught. Um, I know that when I was raising my children, one of the things that I struggled with was really feeling less than. Mm. Um, that what I was doing was was not important and it certainly was unseen you you nobody gives you an award for doing your yeah. five hundred thousandth load of laundry and people <laughs> do, they don't and they expect no. to de- eat dinner like you know every night oh i know yeah <laughs> um this morning as i was knowing that i was going to have this conversation with you this uh quote just jumped up on my computer and I know you know it and I'm sure your listeners know it too but it's just worth saying again and it's C.S. Lewis you probably Uh he says children are not a distraction from the more important work they are the most important work yes and I I really really love that that um that we are sharpening swords 
that are going to go in the hand of our God and change the generation. So it's incredibly valuable. Yes, I know. I, I think it has been the one thing I have kept reminding myself of, and I really believe it's the Holy spirit that keeps bringing it to my mind on those hard days of saying, Bethany, this is this beautiful, holy invitation that I've extended to you to walk with your kids because you're walking with me because I, and I have said it on this podcast a lot to my listeners. I struggle with performance with, um, I have this measuring stick of what looks like a good mom. And a lot of it is absolutely outcome, outcome derived. Like it's all outcome. Yes. And God has had to, you know, just carve on that and break that and remind myself instead that it is that he has done all the work and that I'm just called to walk with him, but it is so hard. It It is is so hard. And it's an incredible honor because we've been entrusted as mothers with, with the most precious of all things that exist in the universe is the hearts of another human being. Mm. That's what yeah. the the fight in the spiritual battle is over the hearts. And mm-hmm. so for us to, to become a student of our child's heart, to nurture their heart, to pay attention to what makes them come alive. What are they good at? What do they struggle with? How can I encourage them? It is Oh, you can't even value it. But one one day we will get to know the incredible value of it and we'll just be in awe. I've taught a lot about the questions that little boys come into the world with and the questions that little girls come into the world with mm-hmm. and honor that we have as mothers, which means to bring, we're bringing life. And it's not just to our kids, it's to everyone. Being a woman, you are a life giver. You mother, you nurture, you encourage, you comfort, you offer mercy. You are meant to anyway. Nobody does this perfectly, but um, we get to answer their heart's deepest questions. And for both boys and girls, the deepest one is, do you love me? Yeah. And when your child knows that you love them, that's it. That is really it. When uh, I would go to bed sometimes at night after having not such a great day, not measuring up to what not only did I know and want to be, but really er, not good. And I would that verse that love covers a multitude of sins. Mm -hmm. And even today, my children are grown. They're 33, 31 and 29. And I made mistakes and I caused harm where I didn't want to, but, but it happened. And they will say, but I know you love me. And I I knew you loved me then. So that is core. That is, that is everything. Yeah, that is so true. In fact, this week, this past week, we've had something that has rocked our community here with um, a child in the community and driving home with my boys who are 13 and 15 from, um, from what happened, I, I I was driving and I said, I need you to understand more than anything. First of all, you have a love of a God who loves yes. you 
and never rescinds his love. He never removes it from you. Yeah. And I am promising you that there is nothing that you could bring to me that will make me not love you. There may be consequences to the actions that you have done. Yes. But the love I have for you will never change. And it was actually fascinating to me in the car because to me, I was like, this seems like an obvious thing to say. And yet I felt very strongly that I needed to say it given what had happened. And in that car ride, those two boys began to go, well, what about if we did this? Uh What about if we did this? What if we brought this Mm-hmm. And and being able to say, not even then, that, you know, that may have consequential conversations. You may have, and, you know, they're in their minds picturing the, the biggest things that they could ever do that would be terrible, you know? Yes. And um, all the way down to, what if I killed somebody and I was in jail? And I'm like, yes. right. I guess I will visit you in jail because uh-huh. I love you. Yes. But more than anything, trying to push that back and go, because he loves you. God loves you. Yeah. Yeah. That is huge. And I want to encourage um, the the moms listening to say, you're not going to do this perfectly. No. But the way you do this is by coming to know his love yourself. Mm-hmm that that's it. They're, they're watching us. They are watching us all the time. And, and that's why it's critical in every stage of our life, but particularly when our children are young or at home or raising them is making Jesus a priority, our relationship with him coming to know him as he really is. And I know it's tough for me. Sometimes, you know, the quiet time I'm doing like parentheses around it. If I could have 15 minutes, that was epic. But, but but a lot of times it was in the car at a red light, grabbing something or having a little scripture on a card or just crying out help, just doing whatever I could to maintain that alignment, you know, wanting union with Christ, wanting to be connected. And it was so imperfect and God honors that. He hears the, the cry of our hearts in those places where, Things are a mess and we're, we're maybe overwhelmed with all that has to happen and the 10 loads of laundry that are waiting to be folded and the mess in the kitchen. And there's another diaper that needs to be changed. And we had an argument with our husband that morning. There's, yeah, you know, it's all Mm kinds of landslides. But when that moment we go, Jesus, I need your help. Come for me. And Mm -hmm. he does. He does. It's, it's the thing that overwhelms his heart. Actually, we learned this in the song of songs is when we, from a weakened place, glance his way, he is undone and he answers our cry, even if we can't feel it, but just, just to know that those little choices, they matter throughout the whole time. And then, and then there comes a time when you you can have 15 minutes. You can have a half an hour. You can go to a Bible study and maybe there's childcare or someone else is taking care of your children. Like, oh, to feed your spirit is so vital. And it is the one thing that they're watching. Like, are you the real deal? Are you, are you walking the talk? Yeah. Like that, that matters. It does. I have, 
I used to joke with my husband. I would, I would say, I promise it's like they can smell me. If I get up in the morning and move around the house, my children, it's like they could just in their sleep. They're like, mom's up. She's up. I'm up too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like I could never find that time. And I would be um, so frustrated. And yet I did begin to learn. Um, we had four really fast, four and five years. And my husband was in a residency program. So he really, residencies back then are a little yeah, different he than now. Not there. Yeah. He was not home. And, um, and I began to learn how to grab those little minutes of time. Yes. Because I needed them. Right. I realized when I didn't, I I mean, I could just see the difference in my, in, in just my outlook. They are a lifeline. I remember one time my um, second son was probably three and wasn't going well that morning. And he says, mom, have you had a quiet time this morning? <laughs> Which is a really dangerous yeah. question to ask because <laughs> no, of course no. I haven't if you're asking me. No. Okay, mom is going to have a time out. I'll be back in a couple of <laughs> I did. One time I said, one time I had, um, I was stomping through the house and just really not handling myself well at all. And my children will testify. I mean, I... It's funny because people go, oh, I can't imagine you being that way. And I'm like, oh, no, it's it's more wicked than you would ever think it can be. And my kids You're will testify. It can happen. Yeah. yeah. And um, stomping through the house and my youngest one goes, have you prayed about this? <laughs> and I looked at him and I said, of course not. <laughs> that would be smart. <laughs> And, and he just looks at me like, are you going to yell at me? Like, because you've been kind of yelling. So I'm like, that's I'm a good idea. Good. Yeah. I've been called out. Well, that just, that just shows that's just goodness. It is. I know that the, the waking up and having them know you're there. The other part is when I would be struggling, not in a good place, um, really having no resources and they would be more needy because they mm-hmm. would sense that too. Like, yeah do you, are you still going to be there for me? Are you, um, and it, that would be really hard. Like we are desperate yeah. for God. Yeah. I think, you know, it, that doesn't end. We're desperate for God always, but some of my most were, were in those years when I was alone, my husband was working and traveling. And then when he was home, he was going to a master's program. So oh, wow. yeah. not as long as a residency, but I had a few years oh, there yeah, uh, and, and just the desperation for God and his beauty of not abandoning me of, of his pursuit. Mm-hmm. I tell you one of the things that really started to um, awaken my love for him because I was really, I loved God, but I was more um, duty and obligation just tell me what, to, I know what the rule, I want to do that. I want to please you. I want to yeah. do steps. Mm-hmm. And then came this time when I began to learn him, not as the God out there, but as the God who dwells inside me, mm-hmm. where my heart is the temple of the Holy Spirit, the dwelling place of God. And that what he wants from me is not my behavior, but my heart, my love. And yeah. then, then I started to ask him, can you sh- show me 
that you love me? And he loves, he loves answering that question, you guys. So ask him, can you show me that you love me? And he started giving me little gifts. Um, For me, it was heart rocks. And just in a moment of praying and looking down and there would be, and it was just a, it was a love note Mm -hmm. from him. And it, and it would just, it's a whiff, a fresh wind and invigorating. Oh, you see me, you're for me. And what I love is encouraging women to ask that because we all have a, things that speak to us, things that we love. It might be a song, music, or whatever it is. There's all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. He loves to show us that he's there in the moment, that he sees us, that he's for us, and that he loves us. And then for Christianity, he turned for me from merely a faith to a love affair with God. Then that changed everything. In yeah. those years that happened when my kids were still pretty young and wow. I, I love, cause I remember reading that in your book captive. I read captivating a long time ago, yeah, it's like 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. And, um, and I remember you wrote in there about, oh gosh, I'm going to have to really remember now. But when you said that, I remember that story that you told, but that you were like, I want to see that you love me. Oh, I remember. Yes, exactly. It was John was at the ocean. He had a, like a whale or something. He got a whale. This whale yeah. came fully close to shore. So I said, I want a whale. God, yeah. do you love me as much as you love John? I know you love him, but I've got some doubts about myself currently. So <laughs> can I have a whale? And I sat waiting for a whale. <laughs> I looked and I looked. There was no whale coming. But then I went for a walk and I went around the corner and there was a starfish, which I had never seen in real life before. And I just smiled, but then I continued to walk and there was thousands of starfish. So it, and I knew, I knew that was his answer to me that I I don't just love you. I love you. Yes. he He doesn't mind us asking and asking again and asking, I know you loved me yesterday, but how are you feeling today? God, you know, that's right. That's right. I mean, and that for me, that was really a, that was really a marking moment for me, that thought of, oh, like that is, which is what you're saying, but that marking thought of, oh, that that's part of this, because I think I had been raised in the church. I came to know the Lord as a child. I've known and had a faith walk, but a lot of it was more contingent on, or my view of it was it was mine like to do yes right is um our relationship where I receive and that was a really marking when I read that and I began to write Lord I mean so and then I was afraid to I was I was honestly personally afraid to ask because I'm like well what would happen if you don't answer like what if he's silent what if he doesn't answer me how do I interpret that? But instead, I mean, he was, he's been very faithful to me over the years. And every time, every time I, I would agree with you. I mean, every time that I have asked him, God, I, I need to know that you love me today, that you see me, that you are engaged with me today. He is consistent to show himself. Yeah. I'm aware as we say this, that there's um, some of your listeners are going, yeah, yeah, but not me. I know. Yeah. And yeah, this is for the other 
women. And so I want to speak to them. Yes. And just, just, you know, you might look at other women and go, oh yeah, they've got their life together or he loves them. I see it, but not me. You don't know my secret life. You don't know what I'm struggling with. Mm -hmm. And I just want you to hear in the name of Jesus, that this is for you, that he loves you. Yes. And, and I'm aware just as everyone else is, like I said, these are dangerous days we're living in. These are hard days we're living in. There's, um, hatred uh, and uh, that has been released in the world demonically has just increased. And we're all aware of that. And it plays against each one of us. Mm -hmm. And the, the enemy wants to whisper that we actually aren't who we are because actually every person, the story of their life is the story of the pursuit of the God of the universe who loves them and has spent everything to win their hearts for themselves, himself. But it's also the story of the long and sustained assault from one who knows who they could be and fears them. Yes. And that that's caused real harm. And so the effect of it can be that um, we feel in the middle of a day or in a season, um, I'm a blow it. I'm a failure. Sentence like no one cares for me. I'm unlovable. A key one that women often believe is I'm alone. Mm-hmm. I'm going to yes. end up, or even like I'm faking it. I'm not a real Christian. It's, it's not true. So um, that's where the encouragement comes to fight the fight of faith because the good fight of faith is standing against these sentences or these things that we feel or these historic things that we've believed um, even when they feel true and that do they align with what God says? Mm-hmm. Do they align with the word of God? That has to be what we're standing on. We have to, that's why we study it. That's why we take these snippets, these moments. That's why we go to Bible study. So we read it so that we know it. It's like, um, I love that people who study counterfeit money, those experts, they don't study counterfeit money, right? They yeah. study the real thing. So they spot it immediately. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're called to do. Study the real thing. And then in that moment or that week, and I know these, when we are flailing or we've blown it again to, to, and we get accused and condemned for it to be able to say, no, I break agreements with that. That is not who I am. That is not true. And then replace it with what is true. I am loved by God. I am chosen. I am equipped. He is working all things together for the good. He selected me. I belong to him and nothing will ever get me out of his love. There's no one that can change that. Not even me. I mean, we just cling to what's true. And what's amazing, and you know, this is that it, it changes things. It really, Mm -hmm. it changes our experience. What we're thinking plays out in our lives. It, it does. It, it does. You know, I, um, I have been learning this again, and I shared with you before we started recording that I was, I've been reading, um, your husband's book resilient on this, but learning again, because for me, I have felt almost this wave of, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. Um, almost like just this, huh? Well, maybe a weariness, like, a. Yeah just a fatigue level. Yes. So I am 
eight kids into raising kids. And there's a part of me that's straight up fatigued from having the same conversations for the last 20 years. And, and then there's this fatigue of, is it even worth it? Is anything working? Hmm. And, and beginning to realize exactly what you just said, which was by allowing those thoughts to circulate, I was in essence giving agreement to those thoughts. Yes. Yeah. And having to learn to say, no, I I will not stand in agreement with that. In fact, I will renounce that because in Jesus name, these things are important for kingdom work, for God's glory. And, but it is a battle. It is a battle. And I'm, I'm glad you mentioned his book, Resilient, because it's really a game changer. Yes. Um, we have an, an app at Wild at Heart that's free. It's called the One Minute Pause. And you can download it, and I highly encourage it. And on there is a program called 30 Days to Resilient. It's a morning and an evening. It's not a devotional. It's more like a training you and then experiencing actually uh, connecting to God and having him impart his strength to you. It's called Catascuo. And, and so much of our lives, I, I don't know, for me, I thought I had to drum it up myself. I got to pull myself up. I've got to do this thing. When the real thing of the strength of God is imparted, it's, it's given to us yes. and we need, we need that. So in, in resilient, it really talks about the state of the world, the state of our weary hearts, and then how we get not only refreshed, but strengthened and how we can encounter God and experience him in the fullness of our being. Um, when, when he says like in Hosea, and then you will know the Lord, he wants the word. No means to experience. So mm. it's, it's, a, it's a send, it's a tactile thing. It's just not knowing about it's really feeling him even yes, sensing yes. him. And, and we, we get that and we need that. We need that. So um, it's yeah. Resilient is okay. Can we, it's my favorite right now. Yeah. And to learn that, that God is for us and he wants to impart his strength to us and, and we need it. And then also to get the tools of how do I access that? How do I access him within me? How valuable is my my heart, um, like as an outpost of the kingdom is what it is. It's, it's the new temple of God. So yes, I, I, it was, it was a rad. I mean, I, when I've been reading this book, I have read this book out loud to my husband. I'm like, you have to read. I bought now. I just bought him his own book because I've marked uh-huh. this book up to oblivion and I don't really want to give it up because now it's yes. mine. Yes. And, but, but understanding like even what he talks about, about like your unconverted places. Yes. The, the places where for whatever reason, I'm, I'm not letting the Lord invade and, yes. and change, whether it's because it's shameful to me. And I don't, I, uh, my personality is I don't, I don't naturally want to think about uh, bad things or ways I could have disappointed or not done well, or 
like I have a tendency to avoid all anything uncomfortable uh-huh. <laughs> basically. Yes. And, um, and the Lord has really done work there of going, Bethany, those are unconverted places and hiding behind, well, God, I just don't want to, Oh, I'm sorry. And just wanting to skirt around it actually mm-hmm. doesn't allow healing and doesn't allow him to just be inside of that place. Yeah, that's exactly right. I can't say it any better. We we don't have to be afraid. No. He's after all of us. I want you to love me with your whole heart, mind, soul, and strength. And 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 we all have unconverted places, little places in us where we're holding out, where we're wanting to make our own happy little life or places where we just, it hasn't been time yet. You know, there's mercy here. He, mm-hmm. he doesn't do it all at once. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think would we would fall down dead. dead. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So in his <laughs> kindness, there comes a time. Okay. Okay. Because he loves us so much. That's his motivation. Mm-hmm. He love you so much. I can't let you stay in that darling. I want to get to that. I want to heal that. I want you to know me in this place. And, and so yeah. it's just so good to go. Yes, God taking your hand will go. And I do believe you help help. It's that whole, help me with my unbelief. I do believe. Yeah. And I found as I've been walking through this book and really looking at it, the Lord has given me so many opportunities for conversations with my kids Ah. of, of sharing with them. Um, my older kids, it, it's a lot deeper, the sharing of let me, Let me tell you what God is doing. I mean, understanding that his strength will prevail and that it is endowed to me, like, and it is given to you as his child. You can walk into your school strong because it's not your strength. Um, And then with my little people, um, we've been, (laughs) we've been having these little conversations about just, um, the fact that God is a better, well, you, there's a chapter in the book where it talks about that God really needs to mother us and yes, that, exactly. and that in that mothering it's healing and it's an assurance of God's abundance. Yes, and, exactly. And so we've had those conversations, with my little ones, I'm like, look, I'm your mama, but you know, God wants to be a much better mom than me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is a really core place where we need to come to know him. There's, there's, uh, there's no mother that has done it perfectly. I mm-hmm. haven't, my children did not have a perfect mother, but, but nobody's did. Right. And, and then, and then there's various levels of harm and there's places where all of us did not get what we needed and, and to learn God, to come to know him, to invite him in, to bring us the nourishment the abundance, the mercy, the kindness, the presence that we need. He loves to do that. I know it can feel like a stretch to some people that he's the mothering heart of God, but he says, I will comfort you as a mother. He talks about us being um, content as a weaned child. You know, it's, we bear the image of God. So (laughs) personally, that was, that's one of my favorite um, passages of scripture is Isaiah 49. And I found it like, I think when I had like two or three and I just was overwhelmed and didn't know what I was doing and nobody around me was really, I didn't really have tons of friends at that. And it was life was, it was just 
how life is sometimes, you know? Yeah. And the Lord just showed me Isaiah 49, 10, where it says he gently leads those with young. Don't you love that? And I'm like, that he would do this gently has been the mainstay of my life in motherhood. Mm-hmm. Being God, yeah. you are gentle with me. You are not, you're not harsh. You're not no. condemning. You're not mad you're not at impatient us. with me. Yeah. And, you know, and then at the end of Isaiah 49, after that, because I'm telling you, it's like my one of my favorite passages. And then he goes, he basically is, why do you, why do you think I'm not, I don't know about you. Why do you think I'm not paying attention to you? You're, you're all that I'm thinking about. Right. How amazing is that? I know because I think the lie that the enemy always wanted to tell me when my kids were little was you were all alone in this. Nobody sees what you're doing and nobody knows how you're messing it up. Even like there would be days where my husband would, the way he did work, he could be gone for 36 and longer hours. And wow. You know, and it would be like the enemy could beat me up with nobody knows how mean you were today. Nobody knows, nobody sees what you're doing. Nobody really cares. This isn't amounting to anything. You're all alone. And it was like, when God introduced me to Isaiah 49, I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not alone at all. It was stunning to me. Yes, it is stunning. And, um, And just what it did in your heart then, the beautification of your heart, the depth of your character that was birthed out of hardship and then to see him find him there for you and that it does it changes it changes everything it does it did Mm. it did Mm. you know and I love to tease my husband because like I had a birthday in that that Uh he wasn't there for and I had these three little people who had no idea I was having a birthday because they're like two one and a baby yeah And (laughs) and then nobody like Everybody in my family forgot I was having a birthday. So oh. basically it was like a day, but it was, and I love to tease. I'm like, yeah, I remember when everybody forgot my birthday, <laughs> but the truth of that day was that was in that same space where God made that passage. So alive for me oh. of going, oh no, no, Mm-mm. you are seen. The enemy wants to rob this, but you are known. Yes. And, you know. So it was, you know, it's his word is so good for us. Oh, yes. Yes. What you're saying is, is life. You're throwing life rings out to all kinds of people. I'm drinking it in because the enemy wants to say we are unseen. We're unsought. We're unwanted. We don't matter. Um, and, and to come against that with, oh, what does God say? Oh, I see you. I mean, his eye is always on us. Yeah. Numbering our counting, saving our tears, knows how many hairs are on our head. It's thoughts towards us outnumber the grains of sand that he is continually bent towards us yeah. with yeah. us for us in it. And there's nothing that's out of his purview, not a moment. So yeah. that's just, okay. I am actually not in this alone. I'm not in this alone to figure it out by myself. I have a guide. I have the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, all, all of it, all of it. Thank you, Jesus, that we are not alone. Yes. God. Yeah. I could sit and talk to you for so long. I have loved 
talking with you. I I want my listeners to know that you have a podcast. Tell us a little bit about Captivated. Um, I love this, getting a chance to do this. Captivated is uh, twofold. It's about learning that we are, um, the king is captivated by us and, and we become ever more captivated by him. So raising up a bride that is passionately in love with her king is, is what I want my life to be about. And the more we see him as he really is, the more we love him. It's just a natural response. It happens. So in the podcast, we obviously talk about him, but in various aspects to find him in our suffering, in our loss, in changing seasons, um, or just how are people finding him and where's he wooing you today? What's happening? And it's just a lot of fun. Wow. I think it's, uh, it's a wonderful, I really enjoy listening to it. I've kind of binged it um, quite a lot frequently in the last couple of weeks as I have been working through resilient, even the book. And um, so I appreciate you and your ministry and you, you know, and thank you for talking with us today. Um, Your encouragement and your wisdom, I know will be just food for so many today. Gosh, it's a joy for me. Honestly, it just, just a delight. Thank you so much. And if you want to, if you want to find more of Stacy, I will put it all in the show notes. You, I will have a link even to her podcast as well as um, her ministry and the books that she has done in the past. I, I promise Cap- <laughs> Captivated even now is an amazing book. I know we said it was old, but it's I feel like it's current for now too. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So, um, and just again, thank you, Stacey, for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of When God Breaks Through. If you're wanting to connect with me and with other moms walking in the same messy moments, head over to BethanyKimsey.com. That's where you'll also find the show notes with any links as well as more resources you can grab to help you see that when God breaks through, when we see Jesus at work, the fuzzy intersection of real-life mothering and the gospel becomes very clearly defined. We can walk with confidence and purpose. Have a grace-filled day.